What's up, Weeboos? Welcome back to the Weeboo Podcast. We are the Weebs out of office. Chris and Pat here. This is episode 10 of season 3. guess we're recording this podcast at an unusual time compared to all our other podcasts because we're recording this on Friday. And the reason why we're recording this on Friday this week is because there's a huge event in the U.S. on Sunday called the Super Bowl. Are you excited for the Super Bowl, Pat? No, 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 no. Let's, let's get it right. Let's get it right, Chris. Sundays are when AOT and Demon Slayer come out. <laughs> it's Demon Slayer Sunday, AOT Sunday. That's the big day of the week in the U.S. right now. It's actually going to be a big day in that regard because Demon Slayer is coming out with their final episodes of the season, 45 minutes long. The conclusion to the Entertainment District Dark, which a lot of people have liked so far. Are you looking forward to that? Are you going to be sad that Demon Slayer is going to end? Slash, are you even going to have time to watch it on Sunday, considering we have the Super Bowl for most of the day? We'll find time. We always find time. There's always time for Nezco. Yeah, I really want to watch it on Sunday because this show is has been very good i just i just want to finish it at this point but i'm not a big super bowl guy i don't think you are i i'm pretty sure we're just going so we could have an excuse to drink on a sunday evening but for those people that don't know what the super bowl is and don't live in the u.s it's like a a football championship not soccer football american football championship It's always a big deal in the U.S. Everyone comes together. We'll stay safe in terms of COVID and social distancing, but that's how it goes on Sunday. So that's why we're recording this on Friday. Therefore, we will not be giving any insight on the Demon Slayer or AOT episodes coming out this week. I'm sure uh, everyone wants to change a pace, too. It's probably what everyone's talking about in every podcast, everything anime related, Demon Slayer and AOT. Yeah, it's true. We've talked about it for the last two episodes too. One episode, one full episode on AOT and then basically one full episode on Demon Slayer at this point. So we've covered it a lot. I think this time for this week, what I wanted to go through, or there's a couple of topics we want to go through, but um, the first thing I want to go through was a Crunchyroll Anime Awards. The They just released the 2021 winners. And I haven't look at, looked at them because I wanted to do like a live reaction with you. And I'm guessing you haven't looked at them for the most part. Have you had a chance to see them or is this going to be your first time? Uh, this is going to be my first time. I'm excited. Let's get All into right. it. We spent like a lot of time already going through the nominees. So I don't know if we need to talk about it a whole lot in terms of each category, but we, we could give our, our takes as, as we go through them. But Starting from the top, or wait, should, should I start from the top? Should I go from anime of the year, or should I leave that to the end? Yeah, let's go from the bottom. Let's go. Let's go from. All right, I don't all right, even right. we'll go from the bottom. the bottom. We'll go backwards. We're starting with best film. There's like best VA performance in like infinite languages, but I'm I don't really want to click through all that. So I'm yeah, just no, gonna no, start no, with no. best film. There we go. All right, best film of 2021. Do you have any guesses? Um, was Demon Slayer on there? Yeah, Demon Slayer was on yeah, there. Yeah, I'm going with Demon Slayer. All right, yeah, it's Demon Slayer. 
is Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie, Mugen Train. The other nominees that we talked about previously were Bell, Evangelion 3.0, 1.0, Josie, the Tiger and the Fish, Shirobako, the movie, and Words Bubble Up Like a Soda Pop. I don't think this is really a surprise to both of us, right? So I don't know if we need no. to talk about this. Yeah, let, we, we can just keep going on. All right. That was best film. Now we're going to go in, into the genre. So best comedy. I think what I voted for was Comey here. So I'm hoping Comey wins. That is indeed what you voted for. The best comedy pick is Comey Can't Communicate. There by we Studio go. OLM. All hey, right, we're all two right. for two. All right. We take those. We take those. The other nominations were Don't Toil With Me, Miss Nagatoro, which I haven't watched, but I've heard mixed reviews on it. And Heaven's Design Team is another show. Life Lessons with Uramichi Onyi-san, which I don't know. Miss Kobayashi-san's Dragon Maid S, and then Odd Taxi, which I don't even think is a comedy. So, all right, Best Fantasy. Best Fantasy, I'm hoping we Shoku on, but... It's fine if it didn't. The best fantasy winner went to the time I got reincarnated as a slime season two. What did I vote for? You voted for <laughs> ranking of kings. Oh, oh. This interesting. This is actually pretty bad, I think, because the nominees for best fantasy are Mushoka Tensei, ranking of kings, the case study of Vanidas. To Your Eternity, and Wonder Egg Priority. And if I look at this list, I think three of these are better than Slime. But obviously, I haven't watched Slime. So what? what's your thoughts on this? Slime was good. It, was, it wasn't the greatest season, though. I didn't like the, the last season. I thought that kind of took it down a pretty big chunk in my list. Anyways... I guess people just, I mean, Slime's a popular show, so I see why there's a lot of fans out there, but I don't think it's better than some of those. Yeah, this is a, I feel like two of these shows got outright disrespected because I do think Mushoku Tensei and To Your Eternity are both really, really good. And when we did like the 2021 list, I put both of them in my, I think, top three. And... If they didn't win this, I don't even think To Your Eternity was in any other category. I think Mushoku Tensei was in one more. Ranking of Kings is in a few other ones. So that has a chance still, but this was basically their only chances of winning anything and it did not. So sucks, but it is what it is. All right. Best action. I wonder who was going to win best action. Huh? I really wonder. Best action. Yeah, tough question. Best action winner is... Oh, shit. <laughs> it's Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2. Did I vote for that? I think you did because I voted for AOT. Oh, I definitely didn't vote for AOT. Just default. Um, the, the other picks were Attack on Titan, Final Season Part 1, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train Arc... SSSS Dinah Zenon, which I don't know what that is. Um, Vivi, which we both said isn't really an action. And Wonder Egg Priority. But I thought for sure Attack on Titan was going to win by default here. But I guess there's a lot of Jujutsu fans. 
I'm happy Juice won. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We don't need no AOT. All right. No, no AOT. Yeah. We don't want the AOT dominance, but all right. That's a good surprise. All right. Best drama. Here we go. Oh, shit. Best drama winner to your eternity. All right. This man's this... Uh, got to filter out his cussing over here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is great. This is great. To your eternity deserves a win. Um, the other best dramas were 86, Fruits Basket, the final season, um, which is a bit sad because maybe this is the only category that Fruits Basket had a chance of winning, Kageki Shoujo, Awe Taxi, and Wonder Egg Priority again. So I'm kind of surprised that Tier Attorney actually won because I thought 86 would here. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I would have thought that too. Yeah, there's a lot of 86 fans, so kind of crazy but again like fruits basket might not have an opportunity to win anything now because they just lost this category maybe the best romance category maybe they do win that one so all right the next one is best romance so the best romance anime of 2021 is horimiya i'm shook <laughs> that's a good vote they've actually voted correctly bless the oh, other categories or the other nominees were B stars, Fruits Basket, the final season. So I think that's the end of Fruits Basket. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro, which isn't really in a romance, I don't think. Comey can't communicate, and the Duke of Death and his maid, which I'm not sure what that is, but Horimi is another Cloverwork show, dude. A lot of Cloverworks that you got to watch. Hey, Cloverwork. That's three Cloverworks. I got to catch up on then. Yeah, that's a lot. All right. We have now now those those were all the genres, so we're kind of going into either scenes or like character related things. The best fight scene of 2021 was Yuji Itadori and Aoi Todo versus Hanami from Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, which there we is go. Actually, again, so kind of surprising because um I think AOT was in here with the Warhammer fight, and I thought War Warhammer would win, but I guess there's a lot no, of Jujutsu shut up, fans. Sir. Shut up, sir. AOT is not the GOAT. That seems no. no, that seems bad. I <laughs> voted for this one. I voted for Yuji Itadori and Aoi Toto versus Hanami, but I thought for sure that there's just AOT stands out there that would just shoot the score of AOT up. AOT is not the GOAT. We regained our listeners after Demon Slayer podcast, and now we have lost all our listeners once again. Sad. It's but, okay. It's okay. Hey, Jujutsu Kaisen is beating AOT kind of consistently so far. Great stuff. All right. Best antagonist. All right. Best antagonist is Aaron Yeager. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, he's. I can see that, I guess. Well, that ended very quickly. The other... Nominees were Tomona Shiragaki from My Hero Academia, Echidna from ReZero, Teta Kisaki from Tokyo Revengers, Ainosuke Shindo from Skate the Infinity, and Yano from Odd Taxi. Kind of sad that Yano didn't win. Great antagonist. All right, best protagonist. It better not be Aaron Yeager. Better not be Aaron Yeager. If it's Aaron Yeager, do we just rage quit the podcast and end yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it right now. See you guys right, next best week. Protagonist is. Odokawa from Odd Taxi. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Your homie Bochi didn't make it, but... <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. The other nominees for best protagonist were Aaron Yeager, <laughs> Yuji Itadori, Joe from Megalobox 2, Ai Oto from Wonder Egg Party, and Bochi from Ranking of Kings. Um, pretty surprising that Yuji doesn't win this because of how dominant Jutsu has been up to this point. That is a bit surprising. Maybe people were a bit sad that he, he couldn't save his friend. Um, oops, spoiler alert. Sad. Do you think that Ranking Kings doesn't get votes because people haven't watched it because they can't binge it right now? Possibly. <sighs> That's a hard one. I mean, it's not something you would watch either unless it was very hyped up. And I don't think it had too much hype, you know, in end of last year. Yeah, kind of interesting because Bochi as a protagonist is really good. Odokawa is also very good, obviously, because Odd Taxi is a really good show. But I'm wondering if Ranking Kings just kind of gets the bad end of the stick here because people can't finish the show right now. I think there's some truth to that. And it just wasn't as popular, I think, throughout its first initial, you know, 10 episodes. True, true. All right, best character design. The winner of best character design in 2021 is... Tadashi Hiramatsu for Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2. Interesting. Do you think character design in Jujutsu Kaisen is really good? It's pretty good. I mean, every character is is very likable in that sense. I mean, there's no one that you would hate or feel like they, they got lazy on, I feel like. That's true. It does feel a little, I don't know, traditional shonen-y in a sense. I don't know how it's that much more different than a typical shonen character design but the other options were odd taxi which is all animals um skate the infinity ranking of kings vivi and then wonder egg priority i thought the character design of vivi and wonder egg priority were better but probably a lot less people have watched either of the two yeah i feel like for sure not as many people would have watched the others all right Best director. The winner for best director is Baku Kinoshita from Odd Taxi. Attack hey, on Odd Titan Taxi's didn't win. Doing well. Yeah, Odd Taxi is doing pretty good. I think I'm feeling pretty justified right now about my comments in this AOT episode. This is actually kind of surprising because Jujutsu Kaisen is dominating again. <laughs> and then Odd Taxi has won two things, which is a good sign to be honest with you the other director nominees were the aot Jujutsu kaisen wonder egg megalobox 2 and sunny boy directors which this very much resembles like the anime of the year nominees so but i'm glad they appreciate the directing that's in autaxi because the directing autaxi is significantly better than all the other ones right right all right best score <laughs> who's winning best score 81 81, baby. I think I chose Vivi in the vote, though. Yeah. All right. The winner best score is... Oh, God. Oh, God. It's Demon Slayer. It's Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc. How? I mean, it's... it's, They they had a movie budget. I mean, I guess. They, They literally have, like, no score. It's the same score from season one. Oh, pain. Okay, well, the other nominees were 86, Megalovox, Vivi, Odd Taxi, and Wonder Priority. 
I think Vivi just didn't win a single thing, which kind of blows. That's unfortunate. Vivi should definitely go down as something that people should remember from 2021. So it's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. All right, best girl. Winner of best girl is... Vladelina Melize. Nobara Kugisaki from Jujutsu Kaisen Core All right, two. this is absurd. This is absurd. What? Really? There's a lot of Jujutsu fans in the world. There's too many Jujutsu fans. No what? hate, but but Nobuda should not win. <laughs> I like her, but she shouldn't win. The other options were Vladelina Melize from 86, Toru Honda from Fruits Basket, Sarasa Watanabe from Kageki Shoujo, Shoko Komi from Komi Can't Communicate, and Ioto from One Direct Priority. I'm kind of shocked. I understand 86 not winning because she disappears in the entire second half. But Toru Honda and Komi not winning is kind of surprising to me. They clearly just don't have the fan base. Those are... those those options i think for the average viewer they would have only heard of nobuda kugasaki this is literally just a like a volume issue huh uh maybe we'll see we'll see if jujitsu wins another it's a volume issue probably all right best boy best boy the winner of best boy is bochi from ranking of kings <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> they literally the took it they took the the word boy very very literal <laughs> wait i'm i'm shook <laughs> i'm shook bochi beat out senku from dr stone izumi miyamura from horimiya odokawa from all taxi doraken from tokyo revengers and mikey from tokyo revengers i think we should have flipped the protagonist in the boy categories I'm kind of shocked because Izumi Miyamura from Horimiya is like clearly the best like looking guy and a lot of girls would like him and then the Tokyo Revengers guys are just sick man. I guess Bochi's just that strong man. He's He's got that much he's got that many followers. He, I mean he's kind of he's good. I, I I do agree with you that he is a good protagonist. I don't know about best boy I guess. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Best ending sequence. I don't even remember what the nominees were, but best ending sequence winner is. God, I don't even know what song it is. Shirogane from Lisa, by Lisa from Demon Slayer. Is that one that good? I don't think it's good. I don't. I personally don't think Shirogane is good at all. Uh, um, all right. The, <laughs> These votes are starting to get really sus. The other options were Shogeki from Attack on Titan, which is great. The Beastars ending by Yoasobi. Nainai from Shadow Shadow's House. I don't know what that is. Infinity by Skate the Infinity. I thought Infinity was a really good song too. And then Gambare Kumoko-san from Soma Spider. So what? I, I don't really care about that. But at this point, I think people are just voting for whatever show they know. And they just voted for Demon Slayer. All right, best opening sequence. The winner is Boku no Senso from Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. That doesn't really surprise me. Oh no, are we coming on to the AOT awards? <laughs> is the t- is it going to be top heavy AOT? Well, it's it's obviously turned into the Shonen Awards. So let's see. AOT has one win. Demon Slayer has one. 
Demon Slayer has two. Juice has one, two. AOT has two. Juice has three. Demon Slayer has no. Juice has four. Demon Slayer has three. Okay, so AOT has two wins. Juice has four wins, and Demon Slayer has three. All right, nine wins, nine Shonen awards. Yeah, out of like thirteen categories, of which like four of them they couldn't even win in because they were like best romance or best comedy. So <laughs> what? All right. Well, the other nominees for best opening sequence were Cry Baby, Baby for Tokyo Avengers, which is what you voted for. Autaxi from Autaxi, Vivid Vice from Jujutsu Kaisen, Kaibutsu from B Stars, and then I Know Supreme from Miss Kobe's. Kobayashi san's dragon maid. Music's subjective. I'm I'm okay with it. Music is subjective. Yeah, it's fine. People are just clicking whatever they know, so that's fine. All right, best animation. Uh, best animation. The best. The winner for best animation is. And we continue. Wait, do you remember what you said about best animation? What were the What were the choices? You thought that Kobayashi san's dragon maid S or Wonder Egg Priority might win. I did. Yes, that's right. That's right. The choices were Koyashi San's Dragon Maid, Vivi, Wonder Egg Priority, Mushoku Tensei, Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2, and Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc. The winner was Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc. <laughs> That's right. I remember saying it shouldn't. I shouldn't count it because it had a movie budget. I hate these awards, man. But 2022's <laughs> best animation is probably going to be Demon Slayer 2. I fucking hate these awards. <laughs> We're literally going to see the same thing in 2022. Except next week's without episode, Jutsu Kaisen. We'll, we'll do the same thing for 2022 next week. We do we even need answers. to have this? Do we even need to have this for 2022? We don't need to have the anime awards for Probably 2022. Not. Probably we not. We should just we cancel it. We should just send out the awards now. We should. They just should just say for 2021 plus 2022. Just save everyone else's time. You know, everyone that's a staff at Crunchyroll... Doesn't even need to think of nominees. Just just put AOT and Demon Slayer as every single choice. That's those are the results, anyways. No matter what happens, in the end, that, this is actually true because Demon Slayer and AOT is gonna be in almost every single category, and then Chainsaw Man is gonna come out, and then Chainsaw Man is just gonna replace Shuzu Kaisen, and then that's literally just gonna be the three shows that are voted for over and over and over again. Nice. Nice. Sounds fun. It's okay. It's okay. Just gotta embrace it. Alright. Any bets for anime of the year? I know what it is already. The options are 86, AOT, Jujutsu Kaisen, Autaxi, Ranking of Kings, and Sunny Boy, your favorite. So in my defense, I did go watch the rest of Sunny Boy this week because I was like, what if it's anime of the year? I was like, I can't have a podcast and not, not have said I watched it. You actually watched it all? So I sat through it. I watched it all. <laughs> I had no idea what happened. I watched three YouTube videos on explain, explanations and I still have no idea what, what, what I watched. <laughs> so at this point, I'm, I'm just convinced. People on YouTube are saying this is a very intricate. It's very deep. Talks about, you know, how in life you have. I was just like, no. No, people people are pulling things out of their ass at this point. <laughs> I was like, no. I, I tried. I tried. I, hey, I tried. So, no. I, uh, I mean, I'm shocked that you even went back and then put yourself through that in order to watch the rest of Sunny Boy. Because 
I cannot get myself to like watch that, no matter what. <laughs> it was bad. I I thought that's why you canceled our Funimation license because you saw that I watched Sunny Boy and you're like, this man's done. He's not my friend anymore. He's, it's over. <laughs> On record, I guess I did not do that. I did not even know you watched Sunny Boy. <laughs> I was just like going through the Funimation list of anime that were coming out this winter, and I was like, "Is there anything good coming out this winter?" No, there's not compared to like Crunchyroll, and even Crunchyroll doesn't have a whole lot, right? They they have the same two anime that that are out, uh, AOT and Demon Slayer. That is good, and that's pretty much it. So I was just like, "I'm I'm canceling it." There's no reason for me to use this terrible UI. And stay subscribed to the platform when they're not giving me better stuff. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I thought I thought it was for Sunny Boy, but <laughs> I guess coming back, um, I know I voted for eighty six, but based off you know, this entire ranking of awards, I already know eighty six didn't win. There's just no way. There's no way. So it's got to be Jujutsu or AOT. The winner of the anime of the year for 2021 and will probably be the winner of the year in anime for or winner for anime of the year in 2022 is Attack on Titan final season. (laughs) A very Mm. anticlimactic ending. That hurts my soul. All right. Well, that wraps it up. I'll go through it all from top to bottom to summarize it for everyone. The best the anime of the year winner is Attack on Titan Final Season. Best animation winner, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Mugen Train Arc. Best opening sequence winner, Boku no Senso, from Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. Best ending sequence winner, Shirogane by Lisa from Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Mugen Train Arc. Best boy winner, Bochi from Ranking of Kings. Best girl winner, Nowara Kugisaki from Juice Kaisen. Best score winner, Yuki Kai- Kajiura and Go Shina from Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train Arc. Best director winner, Baku Kinoshita from Odd Taxi. Best character design winner, Tadashi Hiramatsu from Jujutsu Kaisen. Best protagonist winner, Odakawa from Odd Taxi. Best antagonist winner, Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan Final Season. Best fight scene winner, Jujutsu Kaisen. Best romance, Horimiya, Best Drama, Tear Eternity, Best Action, Jujutsu Kaisen, Best Fantasy, The Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Best Comedy, Komi Can't Communicate, and Best Film Winner, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba, The Mugen Train Arc. Well, that rounds it up. Thanks for joining everyone for the 2021 Shonen Awards. See you oh, guys wait. next year. This wasn't 2022? I thought this was a 2022 winners. Oh, really? Oh, man. It must be. Oh, must, shit. Must have lost track of time. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I I for sure thought this was a 2022 winners. I thought we just canceled the whole season of 2022 already. Oh, time flies when you're in the hyperbolic time chamber of Shonen and Isekai. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> it's actually interesting because for some reason, best action was Juzu Kaisen. And they beat AOT, but then anime of the year, AOT beat Jujutsu Kaisen. So I don't I don't know what, what the logic is there because they're pretty much in the same category, but I guess it just played out that way. <laughs> ah, man, I don't get it. AOT, huh? 
There was a total of, all right, let's see, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 14, 18 categories. And I think AOT, Demon Slayer, and Jutsu Kaisen had around 12 of those. So That is quite impressive. Yeah, and the, the remaining ones that they were not qualified or that they not that they did not win or they were basically not qualified for like over half of them. So the ones they qualified for, they, they won, which is wild, but not that wild. Dominance. This is the era. This is the dominant era of anime. All right. Well, we can reach out to Crunchyroll, talk to some staff, let them know that they don't need to do the 2022 anime award. So it saves all their employees some time. They can all go take some vacation, enjoy their lives, get some nice work-life balance, and we'll see everyone in 2023. Thanks for joining, everyone. Appreciate (laughs) the support. Appreciate the listens. All right. Well, now that that's over and talking about kind of the Crunchyroll employees and their work lifestyle, what I wanted to kind of talk about for this podcast was actually... Stuff that's related to work, because I realize that we call ourselves a weebs out of office and t- say that we're corporate individuals during the daytime, but we never talk about our corporate lives. And I feel like people can actually relate to our corp- corporate lives because people that probably listen to our podcast are probably working a regular nine to five like we do, or I guess in your case, a nine to five a.m. And I just want to ask you some questions here, but... How, I guess, like, when you were growing up and then you were watching a lot of anime, right? Like, did that have any influence on how you kind of shaped your dreams and just, like, what you wanted to do with your life? Or did it have, like, no impact at all, really? Oh, all I remember watching is just, like, Dragon Ball Z and, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't know if I I dreamed of uh, any of that in my life, but... Sometimes, like, you watch a bunch of shonens and then you see, like, the drive and, you know, their, I guess, determination. And it, like, helps you get through some rough patches in terms of studying or something. So, I could think, um, I think the only time anime helped me in life was Hell Week in sports in high school. It's probably the only, my saving grace. Do you think those Hell Weeks actually help you now? Uh... You mean mental fortitude or like yeah, actual, yeah. oh, a bit, a bit. I pushed myself so hard. I think we all, every kid who's going through sports and is fighting for a position or a spot on the roster, I think that type of drive and determination is something that's hard to come across again. And I think that's why people enjoy playing sports. You know, it gives them that sense of like something to look forward to and reach for. I mean, at work, like you don't think of a promotion the same way as you did like I need that spot on the starting five. You know, that that determination is way different from I want to get promoted. I want to get more money. So I guess for some people who are doing a startup, that might be a similar drive. Some people, you know, they land, they find themselves in that position where they're just really trying to grind. And, you know, props to those people. It's a lot of hard work to keep your keep yourself determined every day. But for me, I think the only time I can remember is, you know, just in sports and you know, pushing myself through Hell Week and saying, like, I can do this. Like, this isn't bad. I just, and actually, I would, like, think of just scenes in anime in my head while, like, running. Because I was like, I didn't take my mind off. I was like, this, this sucks. I was like, I need to think of something. And, you know, you can't listen to music while, like, when we work out nowadays. Like, everyone listens to music. But you can't do that in, like, high school, right? So it's like, you got to keep your mind busy if you want to 
you know, once you start thinking like, oh, I have another like few laps on this track, you're done. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I was thinking about this the other day because there's instances where I'm at my job where I feel like I have an advantage in terms of, I guess, mental fortitude and just mental, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like sturdiness almost that I feel like we only got because we went through something as intense as a hell week. And to your point, like we kind of talked about this in other podcasts, but like we, we kind of played certain sports or we like imagined ourselves going through like a super saiyan moment in our respective sports or whatever, when we were growing up, do you, if you had like a kid or like later on in your life, would you make them go through the same thing? Because Hell Week's kind of intense, like, but at the same time, I feel like we've gained an advantage, at at least in terms of our work lives. <sighs> I mean, that has definitely helped me. I think when I, f- in college, you know, I, I was studying a lot and I would, I would have those like all-nighters, like, I think I pulled all-nighters like once a week for a long time. Why? Oh, dude, school's crazy. School's crazy. For all those listening who are thinking about doing chemical engineering, honestly, I don't know. Brace yourself. Was, it, was that because <laughs> the chemical engineering program was intense or was or more so because you were partying outside? <laughs> it is so intense at uh at Berkeley. It's like crazy intense. Um and you know, I always thought of like life as the triangle. You got sleep, you got socials, and you got school. And you only can choose two. So in college I chose socials and school. Um and sleep was sacrificed. Now, I have friends who, who uh, you know, they were brilliant people and they were able to sleep eight hours. They were able to have fun and not study. So fortunately, some of us are not blessed like that. So I think of that as, you know, just in sports, there are those people who they don't need to practice. They can go play another sport like water polo, come onto the basketball court and, you know, still beat you. And you're just like, dude, this guy's been swimming for like three months. <laughs> comes on the land and just just destroys me like what what the heck what is going on over here sometimes it's not fair but i guess that's <laughs> life <laughs> that is indeed life but the uh one time i did break my you know fastest my fastest time i ever recorded i still remember it was not that fast for some most people but for me it was very fast um it was a 611 and that's pretty fast the day i hit that was when <laughs> the water polo people <laughs> came to practice and I was like, oh, hell no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run as fast as I can. I'm not going to let myself let up. I got to make sure I can beat someone who has not run a mile in literally like three months. Um, and yeah, that, that mental determination, I think, went a long way. Which, I mean, to your point, I think does help you in your job. You know, sometimes you're just, you're just grinding. You're like, you got a project, you got a deadline coming up, and you're just like, you know what? Just got to focus. Just got to put my mind to this. And it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. I know what I need to do. And it's just, I'm just going to go. And you just keep going and going and going. Next thing you know, it's like 3 a.m. And you're like, well, that took me forever. But you get it done. Versus yeah. like, you can't just like, I guess the, the bad thing about a job, right, is you can't just give up. You can't just, I mean, I guess you could. You could just quit. But no, yeah. most of the time, you, you can't just like say, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I don't have enough time. I can't get it done. Quitting is an option, man. Everyone always has a choice. But the I guess the reason why I ask is in a lot of shonens we watch, right? A lot of these main characters go through kind of this 
mental wall almost where there's a point where they're faced or they're either faced with a big problem that they cannot they feel that they can't solve or they're fighting against an opponent that they think that they can't beat but they kind of break through this like mental barrier in a sense and then overcome the obstacle and that's just like a like a typical shonen formula thing right and i feel like that's something that came with like our sports for example like when you talked about running a mile against the water polo players right there's a point like maybe they're faster than you they're in front of you and you think you're gonna lose but then you kind of break this like mental barrier and then go in the zone right (laughs) i always think of kuroko in the basket you're in the zone there's so many instances where i think about kuroko no basket because i'm just like oh i'm for sure in the zone right now and then i'll miss my next shot and i'll be like wait this isn't how i pictured my life to be <laughs> I, I was like I, I was for sure supposed to make that if i was in kuroko i would make that okay but, i think there are like times in your life like whether that's sports beer pong um i don't know playing <laughs> poker playing poker blackjack it's like that whole fallacy right the hot hand flat fallacy where it's like you're just you're you're on a fire you can't nothing's going wrong but i feel like the moment you start thinking i once you realize you're you're on fire it's over like that's how you know it ended usually you're unconscious right and yeah i think that's like the whole thing with anime right it's almost like that unconscious scene where the protagonist like stops remembering and just goes berserk and then he wakes up he's like oh what just happened and then everyone in front of him is gone or, or like destroyed or defeated but but life actually kind of works like that i mean it doesn't matter what you're doing but there are times where you go unconscious sometimes even driving too right you get home and you're like how'd i get home Okay, I, I think the driving thing is a little <laughs> bit different. I think we just doze off and we just forget because we get stuck in like basically like our thought processes and whatnot. But I want to kind of go back to your your point that you like studied chemical engineering and then, you know, had to go through all that. Was there anything that influenced you? So I guess like to pick chemical en- engineering and what I mean by that and kind of going back to my first question of like, did anime ever influence you in terms of like what you wanted to do with your life? I... Uh, I, back in the day, watched a, a J-drama called The Good Luck, and I, I made you watch it as well. And it's about a pilot, um, and this, like, pilot's, like, super cool. Like, he lives his life, like, traveling the world, like, solving a lot of people's problems, etc. And it just seemed like a fun life to me, so I always wanted to be a pilot growing up. When I told my mom that when I was, like, 17 years old, she shot that idea down real quick, and that's why I'm not a pilot, and... I'm a regular salary man now, but was there anything you watched or something that like triggered that? Or is it just like, I'm just going to do it. I want to be like Senku. If Dr. Stone had come out when I was in high school and I had seen it, I might've like been, you know, very gung ho about chemical engineering. I, I didn't do any research. I just chose it because I had fun Yolo. in those classes in, uh, in, in high school, which is a terrible reason. Um, but honestly, like, as a high school kid, how do you even know what you want to do, right? I mean, but unless you're saying, like, yeah, you've seen something in a show or in real life, and you're just like, oh, that's really cool, I want to do it. And some people know, some people don't. I didn't know, I just chose it. In anime, though, I don't know if there was a specific moment that really just, you know, made me think about, like, my future, I would say. It was probably just more along the lines of it was just enjoyable and I just I would always reference back or use it as a break when I was going through a hard time but I don't think it really uh 
gave me ideas to like do a certain thing. Like I know you said, you know, growing up, Prince of Tennis kind of got you into tennis. I don't know if I really had a moment like that. Yeah. I just kind of liked it. I never had that like, oh, that that oh moment where I was just like, this is really cool. I want to do what I'm what I'm watching right now. Yeah, because I think going back to your point about Doctor Stone, I think there's a lot of anime out there right now where anime could potentially influence, I guess, the younger audience into thinking something is really cool and then they go out and do it with their i guess like with their own lives so for example like dr stone right like this the scientific aspect of it maybe kids kids will want to do more science projects more want want to be able to study that in college etc and then maybe dr stone influences influences them to do that there's other shows obviously like haikyuu where it's more i guess like it's more easily applicable. So like if you're going, if you're in high school or like going to high school, there's a volleyball team and you want to try out and you want to try to learn how to play volleyball because you watch Haikyuu and it looked really cool. Like that's another thing too. But then there's other things like Shokugeki where it's just cooking, right? And it just can potentially inspire someone to learn how to cook or become a good chef. Not necessarily in a restaurant, but like just at home and then feed other people or their families. I feel like there's a lot of anime out there right now that could potentially do that. But the thing that's interesting to me, at least, is all these things take place in a like a high school or a younger person's point of view or perspective. So Shokugeki takes place in high school. Haikyuu, obviously, is a high school volleyball team. Dr. Stone, the dude is like in what, middle school or high school when he gets transported to the Stone World? Why do you think... It's always in this like high school setting, even though it's something that could easily be translated to like a job. I think anime just, I mean, the character, the category shonen, right? Um, yeah, but there's also like seinen, which is like a little older category. I think that's like something like Jojo, where the main character is a bit older. So there are categories out there that aren't just shonen that could cover it. Drama romance i don't know yeah i'm I'm not i guess i don't really know why it's always a younger male or younger time in life that anime portrays and maybe that's just you know no hate but like the bad stereotypes that are that surround you know the working life in japan because almost all isekai start as an older character who then goes back in time either through death or through right. some supernatural phenomena to their to a younger point and in isekai like yeah it's in another world but it's almost like the whole remake our life scenario of like giving yourself another chance to to, to like not end up how you did because honestly all anime does is really portray working life as like terrible and it's not great but there are moments like for those listening that you know work has its bright bright moments and you really say like this is worth it i think <laughs> there's always an i there's always an i think there's always an i think doesn't matter what have a promotion a bonus winning a project closing a project getting a good like a nice pat on the back there's always an i think like oh i did good i think it's all perspective at the, at the end but yeah, you made you made a good point because this was another thing I want to talk about for Isekai specifically. Every single person that gets transported back that's o- older than like the age of 25 gets transported either as a baby or like 
extremely young and then they relive their life. Someone like Subaru and ReZero transports back just like as his normal self because he's already like 14 or 15-ish, right? Like he's already at at a younger point in his life. Right, right. So he doesn't reset, but all these older people, that's like Mushoku Tensei, World's Finest Assassin, right? They already lived out kind of their adulthood and they're reliving basically their like shonen period where they're younger again and i feel like it's partially because the the work life to be honest with you isn't all that glamorous right like you do the same thing nine to five you go through like a routine and it's a way for japanese adults i think to kind of get away and then go back to a period in time where they could either dream about something so like maybe they dreamt of making it to the major leagues in baseball or becoming a professional gamer or becoming a like superhero in some regard and i feel like that's what it is where like these it provides an outlet or an escape for these workers to go back to a period in time where they were actually like dreaming of something bigger and more grand with their life kind of that sounds kind of sad but (laughs) that sounds really freaking sad um i have a question would you say the average like the main population of anime viewers is actually in the high school college or after college category that's hard actually i would have to guess it's either in the high school or college or right after college age so maybe like if if i had to put like a number on it somewhere between like 14 to 24 is probably where a majority of the the audience is because it's funny when i think i mean when i think about myself right um and maybe like for you as well we were so busy in high school doing activities outside of our house i mean granted with covid uh that changed things but most of the time we were not inside the house and i don't know we didn't always have like as easily access to like electronics as we do now if we were playing like on in hope at home we were usually playing games or something right and i never really resorted to anime too often in high school it was after high school that i really got into it which was already past the age of you know usually the protagonist or the characters in an anime so that's actually kind of interesting that you know you're bringing up this this point that most of the main characters are in there like 14 through i don't know 16 year age yeah yeah i i agree because i didn't watch anime during high school and that might be because like in the u.s at the time it was just regarded as something we like geeky or weeby and it was just not widely accepted right but if i went to school in japan and from what i've seen in japan i think a lot of high school students actually watch anime and they're very much into it um Cause it's just normal there, right? I, I see a lot of high school students or just students in general in like Akihabara trying to buy the next thing or shop for specific um like anime goods um for their favorite characters and whatnot. So in Japan it's probably significantly different than the US, but now that the US has become more accepting of anime, the the population might be changing a bit. So it is a bit 
interesting and something I guess to keep an eye out for. But do you think more shows should be taking place in in the lives of people that are older? Like, would it even be interesting to see like twenty two year old twenty two year olds plus going through? certain things in life in the anime format i can't even think of many shows that even do that remake our life is probably like the closest thing i don't know that that's actually kind of tough i don't think that's going to be a common theme right i mean it doesn't seem like it would be something that's popular amongst like a majority of the population that does watch anime yeah i agree i don't i don't think it's something that's that would work to be honest with you but for me, I go through these dry periods where I just can't relate to anything in anime at some point. So that's why I resort to like dramas or J-dramas because I like to see kind of like the relatability for from like a corporate environment. And at least, especially for me, because I worked in like a Japanese corporate environment for a couple of years, it was just very much easier for me to relate to the scenarios that the characters were going through because I was seeing it in my daily life. And I think... Maybe you you can relate to that as well because you'll work with the clients in Asia. Yeah, I don't know if I would really enjoy seeing it in a 2D format, though. There's something about like seeing a drama and like a real life person that I think speaks differently to you about an anime. And most of the time anime are, I mean, I don't know. I think you can relate to if it was the same plot, right? You'd be able to relate to a human emotion probably more than an anime, which... Of course, I'm not saying it's not possible because there are anime that can convey emotion very well and that probably better than most dramas. But I think for like a average film, I mean, seeing an act, another like human being or a real person portraying that emotion of a story usually can speak through to you um, a bit more than than an anime unless you're really digging deep, right? Um, and I think that's why like all the Asian uh, dramas are, are just, they're so popular right now because people can relate, like you're saying, where versus like anime, like, yeah, most of these topics, they're not, they're not too life relatable right now. Um, and that no one has really like gone out of the way and, and like taken something that's, that's more serious and really done it, done it well. Um, you know, back in the day, right? Like Steins Gate, Death Note, they're a little bit older, right? I mean, Death Note, maybe, maybe still a little young in terms of the age, but those are a bit of an older style animes, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know how old the characters are in like Code Geass, but Code Geass think- is high school. Okay. Yeah, but Steins Gate is post post high school. Yeah, Steins Gate's a post high school. I'm trying to think of what are some uh, some other ones, but yeah, like nowadays- I can't even think of any. <laughs> Yeah, nowadays it's definitely definitely a bit a bit younger. Yeah, but I think like there are some things um cuz I'm watching Tokyo Revengers right now, it does feel a little a little older than like a high school setting to some degree. At least like the the scenes where he doesn't like flash the uh, time travel back, right? Right. There's there's like more mature things that are discussed like People saying, like, I wish I did this when I was younger. I wish I lived out my life this way. I have regrets about X, Y, and Z. Why didn't I do this, etc. Like, that is how, I guess, like, I feel Japanese kind of... Japanese people kind of perceive life when they get older. Like, 
they look back and they're like, oh, I wish I could have done this. And then that's why they watch these animes because in, in your 15, like, like your teenage years, you're not thinking that because you have the rest of your life ahead of you, right? So something like Tokyo Revengers was really interesting to me while, while I was watching it because there's a blend of scenes from high school where um, Mikey, Doraken, Takemichi, and everyone is kind of living out their youth. But then there's scenes like in their, once they reach their adulthood, um, post-college, post-high school life, where they're kind of looking back at their life and they're just looking at it a bit a bit pessimistically and that's why that's why I thought it was pretty interesting. So do you think that that's the feel that a lot of these directors in anime are going for to like make people resonate with like this the feeling of like oh I don't want to say regret but maybe the feeling of reminiscing on you know what I think it's the opportunity of a second of having a second chance. And I'm gonna use Mushoka Tensei as an example because the main character is absolute garbage in, in the sense that like when he first starts the show, right, he's your traditional like perverted Isekai main character who doesn't know like social cues, objectifies people, etc. But he was given the second opportunity to basically live out a more not just happy life but a a better life in terms of how he treated others and how he treated um the people around him and i think like that that's kind of what these um directors and story or the writers are going for because a lot of these people that are in their 40s and 50s you know we all go through a lot of shit right like whether it be like we hurt another human being or we do something in our own lives where we, we're not, where we have regrets like of how we went about it, we made the wrong decisions and X, Y, and Z scenario. Um, but this guy has an opportunity to fix all that in his second life. And I think that's where the appeal is really. Because it's never, it's not going to, it's going to be something that none of us will ever be able to experience, right? We can never live out a second life. So seeing it on screen and seeing it in, in a fantasy world or seeing it in a more appealing setting is pretty eye-catching. That's so, that's so strange that you would think that all of these, all these shows, it's just depressing when you say it like that. I, I don't know how else I would think about it. It's pretty depressing. I think it's, uh, I didn't mean for this topic to be depressing at all. <laughs> i was like this is just a natural flow of how the conversation has gone I, d- I didn't even think about this till we were as we were till um we were kind of talking about it right now but a lot of i think these isekais that are tailored in that way are targeted for a market like that and but not every shonen is like that, right? Like shonen is is can appeal to a, a wider range of an audience. It's not just like I oh I wish I could do that kind of thing. Like it's it's just pure entertainment too, right? Demon Slayer is very entertaining, so it's I think more so the the time traveling stuff or or the isekai stuff that gets a little dark. I wonder if if that's like the some like hidden hidden meaning of all these isekai is really just like to appeal to both the younger generation as well as the older generation. I wonder if that's why they're so popular. 
Well, I don't think isekai. I okay. So there's like the two types that we were kind of just talking about, right? Like with ReZero, I think can appeal to a lot of like a wider audience. But I do think like something like the world's finest assassin appeals to like twenty two year olds and older. Or Mushoku Tensei appeals to like 22 year olds and older. I don't really see like a 12 year old or a 14 year old like relating to those stories or just understanding kind of the the growth that the characters go through living out a second life and redoing it all. I, I just don't really see that. Unless they just really love the fan- fantasy aspect of it. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's true. There are, there are some shows that you can clearly tell that they're they are directed towards an older audience. But going off of that, do you, do you enjoy those types of shows now? Do you find yourself enjoying those more than, you know, something more geared towards a younger audience, such as, like, Demon Slayer? Uh... Like, do you find Mushoku Tensei, you know, more... Not entertaining, but more, I don't know, relatable or enjoy... Or, like, I don't know, hits you a different type of way? Do, do, you, do you feel that because it's maybe geared a bit older? I think there's shows like that. Like, isn't remake our life like that for you? Yeah, it kind of is. It like it, it kind of reaches a different thought process for me. Like, I think about it differently than I would a Demon Slayer or an AOT. Um, and, right. and not because it's like not one. It's like more realistic, but it's still not realistic at the same time. But two, it, it's just. I don't know when you see those types of stories it does make you sometimes think back and i think anime does it a lot there are a lot of scenes across various anime and various um genres that it doesn't matter what the common is or what the scene is they're they'll throw in a reference or something and you'll just think about it and you know you'll think about it for a while actually probably past the episode and, and you'll realize it maybe a week or two later that why that scene was so impactful for you um and maybe that's just like a lot of tv in general i don't know that's just something people don't always realize when they're watching anime is that i think there are a lot of references to a lot of different age groups um and they are hidden right in a lot of anime like you but you can find it in in almost all sorts of anime it's just how much are you paying attention and does the anime first of all even interest you to the point that you're like really trying to to dig deep yeah, because I, I kind of go monkey brain when I'm watching like Demon Slayer. I'm like, oh, yeah, pretty lights. Oh, pretty colors. It's lit. And then <laughs> that's just how it is. But I I personally like more darker, like thought-provoking shows. And just being able to relate to kind of the thought process that the character is going through. So something like Remake Our Life, in theory, if had it been executed a little bit, been, a little bit better, like I would have loved that show just because i do think there's a lot of people that could kind of relate to that and there i guarantee every single person has one point in their life where they had a split decision and they probably looking back at it made the wrong call right like obviously we're all not perfect we're gonna make wrong decisions at some point in our life that's just normal but Remake Our Life basically gives you a chance and opportunity to relive that life, which is never a chance and opportunity we would have now or like in the real world. So something like that is like super appealing to me. And that's the same with Mushoku Tensei because even though the 
guy is like complete scum at the start of the show there is development where he gradually changes in terms of like how he is like combating his fears how he's like going from this anti-social human being trying to live out like a second life to fix all that like something like that is a lot more appealing to me because it's just not something that we can ever do but it basically plants the idea of what would it look like if we ever had a chance to do that man you got me all thinking now about like oh would i go back and redo like one moment in my life if, if i was given that chance to and if i if i did what would that what would that moment be oh man now i'm all up in my thoughts <laughs> yeah cause but, a, there's a lot of choices too because something like tokyo revengers is like you were like some event triggered you to go back right like losing his like his love interest from high school like triggered his want and desire to go back to fix things say some that's just kind of the same thing as steins gate right um when he's going through all the time traveling he wants to fix one event that kind of happened but obviously what any time traveling show you got to do it multiple times to fix what's happening but remake our life is a little different where there isn't a specific event that triggers his thought process to travel back in time it's just his life has developed gradually and gradually into something he doesn't enjoy and he knows at what point like where was it that everything changed where his life was taking course to end up in this like dark area all right Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Do you like your job? Uh, I don't know if I like it. But, I mean, if you, but do you, I mean, to hate it enough, to hate a job enough, right, to say, I wish I went back in time to, like, never end up in this position. That's, that's very strong of a statement. I'm going to sound, like, kind of privileged or, like, I would sound privileged if I said I would do whatever it takes in order to not get back to this position because I don't hate my job, but I obviously work a lot more than probably the average people, average worker. But at the same time, like it's not like I'm getting lowballed in terms of my salary and stuff like that. Like I'm still making a decent amount of money. So it's not like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm not living comfortably. That's etc like if i was in that scenario then i would say yeah i would do whatever it takes to get out of that position the one thing i would say though is i think there were numerous opportunities at some point in my life where if i tried a little bit harder or if i just took the first step to try doing something and just not worry about the risks and i guess the consequences that are associated with the decision then i could have had a chance at some point to be doing something I actually really enjoy. And that's where I'm at. And it's, it's pretty similar to the main character remake our life, right? Like he's not at a terrible spot, but he's just in like this comfortable, bleh, like normal spot. But he had the opportunity to do something much greater and much bigger. And all this might be hindsight, right? This is probably just me thinking this way because I know everything that I know now. So it might be different like in the in the moment. Even if I went back in time, I don't know if, if, if I didn't have the knowledge I had now. Like if I was sent back in time, I would probably just end up making the same decision, which would be unfortunate. But how about you? 
do you want to go back to change anything or would you go back to change anything? I don't know. I mean, that's, it's, it's a hard question that I do think about every once in a while. But I mean, I guess all of the hardships that I guess everyone goes through to where we all are today. I mean, it helps define you. Of course, like you said, there are moments that you have regrets and everyone has regrets. I mean, I have plenty of times where I think about like a specific moment in my life where I'm just like, damn, if I could change that, I would have changed that. Um, I would have done that differently. And who knows if that would have made my life different. But like, those are those lingering memories that you're just like, yikes, I, I wish that went different. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe anime is a way to just get away from those real life, like, thoughts sometimes. And maybe sometimes it, it's the trigger for them. So, I don't know if I would ever go back in time, but I think I would want to talk to, like, a younger self. Actually, like, it would make me want to, like, what anime does is it makes me want to, like, write to my future self. Almost. Kind of like how. The whole Violet Evergarden, like when she found the note, the letters, like of of the past, I was like, oh man, that that's like really touching. I was like, I wonder if I wrote letters to my future self. <laughs> what, would, what would I write? What would I write it's, in them? Would I write what anime I'm watching right now? It's never too late, man. It's never too late to start. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll I'll put a time capsule. I'll copy the rankings of my anime list and see how they hold up <laughs> in fifty years. <laughs> You know, you can always just screenshot that and just no, save no, it, no, right? No, 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 It's much more meaningful these days to write it down. We have technology now where you could literally screenshot things and save it over a long period of time in the cloud. <laughs> no such thing. The cloud is lost forever. No one knows what goes on in the cloud. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I think in the end, right, it's... I, I don't think I ever regret anything. It's more so like it would have been fun to have other opportunities, I think. And maybe that just goes and goes back to like having more time. But to be honest, like in the US, we are very lucky where we're able to kind of just do whatever we want at any point in our lives. It's like never too late, right? To take a take a leap of faith. Like we could still open up a coffee shop, you know, it, it's still a viable option. And people in other countries don't have the opportunity. So we always have the time to do it. Sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith. All right. So when's the Weeboo podcast coffee shop opening? 2025. See you all for the grand opening. We could do live recordings there. Soft opening of the Weeboo coffee shop. Coffee roasters and anime toasters. (laughs) 2025. See you guys then. I want my own coffee beans. All right, we'll have to we'll have to start roasting. We'll have to start learning the trade. Dude, we could name the coffee beans based off of anime. Dark like Death Note. The Aaron Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> could be good, could be bad. You won't you don't know. <laughs> you won't know the roast, you won't know how it tastes. It's just you got to just take take a gamble. All right, well, that's everything I pretty much had for our discussion. I didn't expect this to be such a dis- depressing last 15 minutes or so so hopefully i didn't depress every anyone from this any closing thoughts from you pat anything you're looking forward to this week besides demon slayer and aot sunday um i've been watching this anime called the genius prince's guide to raising a nation out of debt honestly it's pretty fun 
All right, you're, you're banished from this podcast. We lost <laughs> hey, hey, all it our moved, listeners it moved again. Up, it moved up the rankings this week. I think it's a number six. I think it's time to maybe consider it. Is this Funimation only? Uh, it might be Funimation only. Oh my god. <laughs> it, might, it might be one of the best things on Funimation. <laughs> is, is it better than Sunny Boy? <laughs> oh, it's way better than Sunny Boy. Oh no. All right. Well, right. I'm not watching Isekai, but we will be watching AOT and Demon Slayer. It's not an Isekai. Sunday. It's not an Isekai. Oh, it's not an Isekai? It's not an Isekai. What is it? Just like fantasy. What? It's watch one episode. Just watch a, that. Wait, that's, wait, wait, wait. It's a fantasy story that's talking about how to get a country out of debt. That sounds kinda. boring, bro. <laughs> you should watch it. It's kind of funny. That sounds boring. It's it's time for you to give it a give it a try. All right, uh, if you don't watch it by next week, one episode, you're banished. Hey, you owe me like <laughs> five Cloverwork shows. <laughs> I'll watch my dress up, darling. If you watch an episode. All right, I'll I'll, I'll watch one. All right, because right, we have nothing else to watch, and Demon Slayer's ending. All right, sounds good. Good All plan, right. good plan, good plan, team. Until then, we booze. Thank you for another, or thank you for listening to another one of our episodes and see you guys next week. Peace out, Weeboos. Peace.